You heard that? Yeah. You heard that? Angelinos, Angelinos, patriotic desert eagles. Gassed up on that sour diesel. Sun is out, they gonna see you. Long phase, been a hundred days since I seen it rain. Noticing the karma of a place that never seen a change. Me, I'm just an autumn baby, but I ain't never falling for it. Vegetative stage presence, boy, I see you artichoking. Artist potent, calm and focused. Dalai Lama loking, open hearted. Seven chakra flow showing parts of the magnum opus. Alright guys, welcome back to Block Channel. We're back for episode 29, uh, and we're here actually with our guests here in person with me. Um, so if there's any sort of weird sound quality issues or it sounds a little bit different this week, um, that's because they're here in the studio. Yeah, studio, a.k.a. Amin's room, which is great. Um, so they happen to be like here in the city, and uh, Max is actually going to be going to Burning Man this week because that's what all the cool people do in the Bay Area. So we wanted to get this interview out of the way before everyone is lost in the desert. So, uh, without any further ado, um, it's, it's myself again, Stephen Mackey, host of Block Channel, uh, here with Corey Petty. Corey, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey guys, what's up? Corey, as always, coming on the Block Channel to host up, talking to cool new people, going doing cool new projects in the space. All right, dope, Petty. Thanks, man. And so, like, as I said, you know, we're here with uh, Max Brody, right? Mm -hmm. Last yeah. name Brody, okay. And then Cameron Hajazi. Um, and uh, from the Scent team, and uh, they're the founder and co-founder, Max CEO, uh, Cameron CTO, and we wanted to have them on the show to talk about their platform, which is kind of like a Q&A, like Core-like platform um, built on Ethereum, um, but we'll get back to that soon. Um, so I guess without further ado, we'll start with uh, Max, and we'll have him give us a, uh, a briefer on his background, his education, and how he ended up in the crypto space. Uh, whenever you're ready, go ahead, Max. Cool. So, hey, everyone. Um, my background is uh, a handful of years ago, about four years ago, I was in school and I was studying philosophy. And uh, from philosophy, I got really into uh, math and then coding. And uh, in the process of making uh, different apps, I uh, realized that um, design was sort of my stronger suit versus um, straight up engineering and uh, started making apps for friends and I've always had this idea in my head or this underlying drive to be able to somehow uh, have money come in digitally like over the internet in a way that's um, completely mobile in a way that somehow leverages what I can uniquely do or what anyone can uniquely do um, and so there was an idea that uh, I had back in college which was that instead of like liking a piece of content you could give piece of content a penny and that, that product was called Penny um, and I tried to eventually moved out to Silicon Valley after graduation and sort of pursue that um, and long story short there's you know a handful of roadblocks I ran into with that um, mostly legal and technical in that you know you can't actually send a, a cent scale transaction easily over normal fiat networks uh, and legally it's a, a bit of a nightmare to deal with uh, money transfer between the user base um, and so that's really my path to discovering Ethereum and the blockchain in general uh, was sort of out of necessity for that project and then um, uh, other things other design uh, projects came up I did some work in augmented reality I did some work uh, for some SaaS platforms um, but I had kind of put uh, the, the microtransaction product on hold um, until uh, Cameron uh, discovered it uh, earlier this year or late last year and um, contacted me and we uh, synced up and realized that we we're quite aligned philosophically in the in sort of effect we want to have. Um, and uh, we sort of balance each other out skill-wise. Again, we're both um, technical, but I sort of 
again, tilt more strongly toward design. Um, I think Cameron tilts more strongly toward development. And so uh, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been working really well. All right. Well, thanks, Max. That was a good breakdown. And so let's just go ahead and move over to Cameron. And Cameron, just go ahead succinctly, just break us down on your education and how you ended up here too, just like Max did. Word. Well, I guess first off, thanks for having us on the show, Stephen. Um, really excited. Welcome to my home. <laughs> <laughs> um, I studied computer science at Michigan, graduated and went off to a digital media and advertising firm called Same Media. And so that was sort of my first exposure to the old world of content monetization and how that happens, how ads drive all of that. And I really didn't like it. I felt like the incentives were skewed such that, you know, audiences, eyeballs, values always being extracted and there was nothing really in it for them. And so actually I was only there for about a year or two before I went off to do my own thing called cred. It was a link shortener and it made it so that the people who shared content could earn money by having an audience. So if you had like 10,000 followers on Instagram, you drop a link to an article or a product or something like that, you could earn income that way. But it was still based on ads, which I thought sucked. Um, and so ultimately I pivoted away from that model and started thinking about you know more decentralized solutions, more decentralized models, came across Ethereum, was very impressed by the platform and what it offered with you know solidity, smart contracts, and in that process of sort of rediscovering what it was that I wanted to do and how I wanted to go about it, met up with Max, kind of serendipitous, discovered him through branding. We both had the Scent logo at our sort of you know entryway into our previous startups. And then that connected us. And then we really sort of just riffed on ideas and where we were interested in going. Had a lot of uh, sort of alignment. And we've been going strong since you know 2017. We've been hammering away at it. Awesome. Perfect. All right, so I guess what we'll do from here, now that we know more about you guys and your background and how you ended up together, which is like barely, very, very strange. Because uh, <laughs> it seems, yeah, again, like you said it very, very well, uh, you know, serendipitous. Um, so so how about this? How what, how about we have you jump in and uh, and go ahead and ask the first question, Corey? Yeah, I was kind of curious. Like, first off, why don't we start by discussing what scent is, what problem it's solving, you know, why you think. First off, like, why hasn't someone created this? It's, it's relatively, I don't want to say it's simple, but it's solving a problem that's obvious in terms of incentivizing people to get, to, like, let go of their information and help others. Um, so a few things to that. Uh, one, uh, it is simple, and, and it's sort of unapologetically simple. And uh, I think in a lot of ways making simple things is harder uh, because, you know, having fewer parts means that each part matters more um, and sort of the design of, of how the data is structured, just has, has that much more uh, impact on the final experience. And I think for a lot of reasons, this hasn't been done. For one, you know, just in general, having access to people who can build things well on decentralized platforms is pretty scarce still. And uh, doing anything like this on fiat, as I mentioned, uh, doesn't lead anywhere that's easy to deal with. And um, you know, fees go up, uh, regulation really more than anything is what's really hard. You have to essentially be, uh, you know, sort of a money service business. That's the phrase. And uh, essentially you're treated sort of like a mini bank. And, um, unless you have some sort of large backing doing anything where you're transferring money between users is, um, is not the easiest endeavor. And I think the reason that no one has done, uh, what we're is, you know, particularly trying to do with sense model is that. Uh, things like Quora and, and Yahoo Answers and 
Um, other things of this nature have existed, and, and they seem to be doing fine, at least Quora. Um, and so I think the mindset in some of those companies as well, if people, you know, if, if we don't need to have money involved, and it's way easier to run a company without money being involved, you know, why, why even do it? And I think um, that's a valid perspective, but I also think it's a little short-sighted for where the world is going. Because the way that I see it, and I think Cameron and I are pretty aligned on, is that any job, any uh, piece of human effort that is in any way sequential, like like if there's a if you're a cashier and you have to take money and you scan the item and then you go out and that's what your job entails, uh, in my view, can, will, and should be replaced by a machine. Uh, and I think the future will see uh, uh, those type of jobs as a little bit cruel to the sort of full nature of the human mind. And so what we want to do is to allow. Uh, people to use their real essential humanness, their, their perspective, like their, their, um, the way they see things, uh, something that no one else can really take away. Even if there was a really smart AI, there's nothing that's going to know your exact perspective better than you. And so um, we see that, uh, that source of value being a better bedrock for tomorrow's economy. And doing this in the simplest possible way as our first product, um, you know, through the mechanism of questions and answers and bounties, um, we think is a great way to sort of test the waters, see you know if people will use um, this in the way that we think they might, um, and see if the infrastructure that's in place with Ethereum is you know how capable it is to actually maintain a real functioning, growing uh, application. Okay, and so you spoke on you spoke on like capability, and so like and with that uh, you know it comes like challenges in relation to. Um, scale and you know especially when it comes to like the long-term vision for your product so uh, guide us through I guess what are some struggles that you guys dealt with uh, I guess to get to the point where you guys have sent in beta right now like iteratively what did the product look like before and how did it end up how it is now and, and, and more and then following after that I'm gonna you know come after you with like where's it going so I had that in mind but you know how, how did you guys get here today so we met in February of 2017. Mm -hmm. And um, again, we were both coming from slightly different perspectives. I was coming from, uh, I do some like music stuff and other things on the side. And I have a lot of friends who are, who are very creative. And the, the initial thing I was working on was how to monetize, you know, creative content. And that was what it was all about for me. And um, Cameron was coming from link shortening and sort of ads and sort of innovative uh, structures on top of that. And we went through many different possible models. And we sort of front-loaded a lot of the cognitive theorizing, I would say, um, in terms of, you know, what, what will this lead to? How is this in place? And we, we thought about doing a stable coin at one point. We thought about, um, uh, because we noticed on Ethereum there wasn't like a, a sort of tether alternative, and so we, were, we thought about doing something like that. But then we found that there actually are tethery alternatives. Um, we started thinking about what we called artist coins, which we still are uh, pretty passionate about and think could be an eventual, um, you know, somewhere that the platform could go, but you know, each user having their own currency and that somehow being used in a particular way. Um, and we essentially just kept going through and kept uh, checking our intuition day to day up to what can actually be made now. Cause that's been the biggest thing is that there's a lot of things that I think we want to make and a lot of people want to make, but there's just like the, you know, all you really have, you know, I think about it as like, there's just plumbing right now. That's just getting there. And so, it's like, what can you make with pipes and not like plaster yet and not like like wood? And so uh, the uh, trying to make something that actually is useful and usable and people see and actually use. And we saw a lot, we sort of been working through this whole ICO craze um, with the last few months. And uh, what we think 
where we think that's going is that there's going to be sort of an, a little bit of an increased healthier skepticism around products um, and projects. And that if we actually have a, a, a real live piece of software with real actual users, you know, daily using something, um, that that uh, will sort of bring, potentially inject a little bit of authenticity and, and um, sort of a, a realness um, to the idea of decentralized um, applications. Um, and so we kind of, we want to just do something that from the start we're learning about how users actually are and sort of iterating on that. Okay, so so with that, I'm going to ask kind of a similar, similar question to Cameron, but more of a technical perspective uh, since he's a CTO. So, so, so Cameron, so what, what, what have been some of your issues? Like, I guess, like initially when you were wanting to do scent, like, you know, did you have to change anything or scale or dial anything back because of a, maybe the technology didn't exist yet or wasn't mature or like B, um, maybe you just didn't know the best way to do it yet. Like w w what are some struggles you've had? Yeah. So actually I got involved with solidity dev around the late 2016. And so by the time Max and I had been working together, I had already been sort of uh, working on a product that was very involved with Solidity and every sort of feature that you can use within that, that ecosystem. And what I had realized is having gone knee deep and sort of trying to build an application that was fully decentralized, um, the technology just isn't there yet to support it, right? Things like IPFS and Swarm, they're on the cusp of going mainstream, it's they're still like in very early stages, but once they really sort of hit those release milestones that they've set, we'll be able to tr truly sort of have a fully decentralized application. Mm -hmm. But really, from a technical perspective, you know, right now, if you end up trying to build the decentralized application, you're going to be shoehorning a lot of functionality into it that might not necessarily go in a smart contract, for instance. And then there's also complications there where it's like if you have your application as a smart contract, you know, iteratively updating that contract effectively, you know, it makes it very difficult to change things because the blockchain is immutable. And so really we're taking a very uh, almost centralized approach and, you know, we have a traditional web server and we're running a MySQL database, for instance, you know, we do have smart contracts, but we really have to limit the scope in which we depend on them for our application because depending on them too much will make it so that we can't iteratively, you know, improve on the product. And that's due to the current kind of like immature nature of like these kind of core infrastructure services, right? That, you know, as we, as, as Ethereum continues to um, build and scale out, uh, you know, these things will become available. And but so do you foresee um, you guys like, you know, uh, appending some of these, you know, uh, more of these technologies to the platform and kind of like trying to decentralize it more as time goes on as like the maturity is there. Does that make sense? We definitely believe in the decentralized vision. Right now it's just about balancing sort of what we want to achieve uh, from like a product and growth perspective with what, you know, we're capable of using the ecosystem. Just one quick point to add to that is, is just to, just to, uh, one of the things I try to always do is to remind us like why people build anything. Like, like regardless of new technologies that exist, like the reason we build things is so that it provides some actual value to someone. And um, in my mind, if, if, a, if a new decentralized technology comes out that does provide a real actual differential of value to someone that, that a centralized service cannot provide, that is when the moment to implement it is. But if there's a centralized thing that, you know, doesn't really benefit from being decentralized, doesn't really, you know, beyond just the, the branding of saying that because it's like a hot word, 
um, that doesn't ultimately make sense. And so I think it, structuring it around actual new capabilities and, and, and you know, uh, that's the healthiest way to do it. Awesome. So, so you know, I've played around with Scent. Um, if anyone in this show who's listening this far has played around with it, you've probably gotten money from one of my many bounties. Um, <laughs> uh, there's going to be more of those. Um, but, but that's beside the point. Uh, but yeah, so so you know, I've been using the product. It's fun. It's simple. It's very uh, it's very like open and like kind of general. You know, you can kind of you kind of go anywhere with it, asking anyone all sorts of myriads of questions, um, and you can even form the question in the form of, hey, has has someone done this yet? And then you know, wait for someone to come back and sort of do that task for you. I had some fun with that by making people go ask Vlad Zamfir what hair conditioner he used. Um, which you know it's a fun it's, it's kind of a cool concept so 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 you know it, the, the 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 scope of the uh, the beta right now is obviously like pretty limited from a product standpoint so but where do you guys see it going in the near term and kind of like what are your milestones to like get there so we definitely think that there's a lot to explore on the whole question answer psychology and technology like that that we think is a really really powerful little little idea in, in a lot of ways it's really the core of what the internet was originally meant to intend to do it was like just text information between people um, and so we kind of are using that initial little mini mechanism as a way to figure out uh, essentially like our core innovation in our mind in my mind is how we how we structure incentives and that's what blockchains and things like ethereum let you do is like code behavior structures into people and um, you know, iterating on that, we see if we can get that like beating heart to be beating healthily, uh, you know, there's a lot of directions we can go. I think I, as I've said, I have a lot of, um, a lot of energy around creative content around, you know, if you, what it all comes down to is if you provide value at your device, your device should give you financial value back. So if, you know, right now it's, you're answering someone's question, but in the future it's, you know, if you record a song that a lot of people resonate with, you know, that should be reflected back to you in, in a way that you can buy groceries or, or, or any number of things. And so. Um, I just, I want to, and I think we both want to, um, only release stuff that, that we feel like, you know, works well and, and that people, we, we want to be a long-term brand that is trusted. We want to, we sort of see that this is sort of the initial crop of, of apps starting now. And just like there was an initial crop of, of companies starting in like the early two thousands, you know, but now there's only a few left, uh, from that era. Uh, ideally we'd, we'd like to do this in a really not sort of chasing the hot thing way, but in like an authentic way so that we sort of uh, stay alive through the, you know, I'm sure upcoming booms and busts of this world. Of course. So, so I guess to prepare yourself for those booms and busts, um, you know, currently, I guess, talk to, talk to us about, um, you know, uh, the scent, I guess, like token, which kind of makes sense, which is probably an inevitability here. Like what, what are you guys' plans as far as money? As far as like raising, as far as like, do you guys have plans for an ICO? You know, I, I'm, you know, I'm sure you guys are just starting this project, and like as it is, is in beta. I know that you are in beta, and you're working iteratively because I'm an advisor, so I'm not going to lie to the audience, which I'm not. So, <laughs> so you know, I know, so I, so you know, I know where you're going currently, but you know, tell the audience like what's, uh, what's, what's, what's the next steps here, and like, like you know, kind of like what do you guys have to get to? So. Just as a quick disclaimer, I don't want any specific thing I say about our ICO structure or our token to be taken as like, like we're we're in the in the the figuring that out stage. Yeah. And so um, we have a lot of ideas around it. We want to do it uh, 
really well. There's I mean, nothing wrong yeah. with putting out a product first and then thinking really hard yeah. about what the ICO looked like. Like obviously, like that that's okay. Like that's how you're supposed to do in the real world. So that's you know, <laughs> yeah. So 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 go ahead. So so just like on a high level, and Cameron, if you need to interject or if mm -hmm. you want to say anything, you know, too, just sort of like like, what, what do you need? So. I love ICOs. I love, I think, I think more so than anything that's currently happened with blockchains, I think that they've sort of uh, enabled anyone to invest in technology companies. It's, 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 it's such a, an enlightening of the, of the funding, you know, part of the world in my mind. Like it's such a better in all ways thing. And so I definitely would say that that's a, a, a thought to have in our future. Um, I think the way that the token is implemented though, is, is a, is a type of thinking that uh, it, it is new. It, it's not a. It's not a, a normal calculation that you've had to make before. You know the ability to make ICOs was created. So you know earlier you would think, okay, I have, I'm building this company, and I have, you know, how much percent of equity do I give to this investor and to that advisor, and how does that come out over time, and how does liquidity work for them over time? And there's all these factors, and and now it's not that it's any easier. It's just a different set of problems. It's how does this token rise in value? How what does that mean for the user? How does that how can we um, incentivize the right things from the people who want to be involved in this? And um, we certainly uh, are in the process of, uh, we're just beginning to um, you know, make more official strides on our pre-sale of our token. Um, but again, we are, we are doing this in a way that we feel, uh, uh, we don't want to rush and just chuck something out before it's fully baked. And so um, if you do see something released by us, we want you to know that this has been really kicked around, and it's you know there's a lot of people that um, that have given you know the AOK people you know smarter than me that have that have that have said that this is uh, you know works on a bunch of different levels, and so um, I would say we're we're starting to look at pre-seed and pre-sale investment right now. Our, our personal runway is sort of um, getting to the point where that's uh, a necessary stage, um, uh, but we also want we more than anything we want the people involved financially right now to be just incredibly aligned with where we're going, which is um, uh, our sort of mission statement of uh, enabling anyone to earn income from anywhere. Dope. Cameron, what do you want to put in? You look antsy. Yeah. <laughs> See, I can say these things, and now you're in person. So, like, normally I can just read people from what they're saying, but now you guys are here, and I'm looking at your body language. What do you want to say, Cameron? Oh, well, I just wanted to sort of plant some ideas in the, in the audience's crowd around, okay. you know... <laughs> Specifically with our token, um, two big ideas that we have around it are sort of continuous issuance model where it's not just sort of like released in the wild all at once. We want to sort of have, have it trickle out uh, over an extended period of time. And then sort of in conjunction with that, we want to have it tied to usage of the platform in some meaningful way. Exactly how that is structured, we're still defining that, but we definitely want to provide a way for users who are participating and sort of bringing value to the platform to have this additional incentive of owning the cent token and wanting it to succeed that much more. Got it. Perfect. So, so I guess with that comes, you know, what, uh, I guess, what struggles do you see, uh, you know, coming in front of you guys aside from like in, in relation to like fundraising or anything like that? Um, but you know, when it comes to like continue building this product, what uh, what are some potential like road barriers that are, that could potentially stand in you guys' way? Well, I think one thing is, uh, and again, we've only been beta's been live for like a, a week or so, and so we're extremely extremely early. But 
um, one of the things we've seen is that you know people will definitely answer questions. Like, people mm. are down to answer, uh, even if it's a small down amount. to answer GTA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm GTA. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's great. I mean, there's there's a lot of. I mean, there's we're, we're launching a lot of uh, new like small features this week, like like email notifications, which aren't even up yet. And the fact that we don't even have email notifications of any kind, and people are still like manually checking every day for new questions is, is a, we think a great sign. And so, um, so that we feel pretty good about. The, one of the uh, core mechanisms we're discussing a lot is how to incentivize people to ask more. And uh, one thought that I know Cameron can speak to more is that the act, once the scale reaches a certain level, uh, that the just having like this essentially mini army of a few hundred or a few thousand people ready to, to look at whatever you want them to look at, to give them their thoughts, to um, you know essentially uh, be give them give you their attention. Um, uh, we think that will open up uh, the door to a lot of new use cases. For instance, like you're starting, uh, you're in an early stage of a startup, and you just want to get feedback on your idea, or you, you just made a design of your app. You just want people to look at it and tell you what they think, or um, you you just recorded a demo of a song, and, and you just want to give you know, get some feedback. You, it's sort of this uh, rather than you know going to some place where you sort of get structured. Uh, feedback, it's sort of an instantaneous way to, to have this army behind you, really for just a couple bucks if you want. But if you want to put more than that, you'll just get that much more. And so uh, hopefully we see it as a place where um, if you're starting any creative endeavor, uh, uh, you know, there's going to be a very high leverage for each dollar you spend on, on how much information you get back from actual humans. Um, so, so that's one so, so what sort of uh, what sort of lesson learned have you guys picked up along the way since you guys have uh, sort of started the beta? It's been on like a week. Um, you know, what what have you guys seen from the user base? Like, kind of like, you know, how fast are you guys growing? Can you get, give us some, if you want to give us some numbers, you feel comfortable doing that. You know, everyone knows you guys are in beta, so, so what's it like? We just uh, broke 300 users, so mm -hmm. celebrating on that. <laughs> um, and it's actually great. We have on average about 40% uh, of users that come and join the platform answer a question, which we're super thrilled about. Mm. The number's a lot lower for question askers, but that makes sense because you know you have to put up money. Yeah, and you have to obviously you have to install MetaMask or have parity yeah. or something like that. There's that sort of technical barrier. Yeah. But we will get you will get there. You know, you get to get the onboarding, you know, sort of like yes. So speak speaking of that, you know, um, you know what are some uh, uh, what are some struggles that you maybe your users have seen so far? And maybe how do you guys plan on tackling that? Well, so in general, the, again, the niche the, the, the niche we're starting with yeah. is um, you know, people who, who know about this stuff, people who, who have heard of MetaMask, who know what Web3 is, people who, who know what a wallet is. You know, um, long term, the vision is to become a, you know, vying to be one of, you know, the first mainstream things that, that incorporates um, crypto technologies. And uh, to do that, though, I, I sort of, I think in my mind often of a metaphor of like the 70s of like the personal computer movement and like these homebrew clubs of people who were, who were very into the core technology, um, but it hadn't yet sort of hit uh, sort of the, there isn't a way for mainstream people to interact with it. And so one of the, um, it's getting a little off topic of your question. So, mm, uh, no, 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 that's fine. Well, the only thing I was going to say was one of our other main theme is that right now for, for normal people, if I go and talk to like my 70 year old uncle in Maryland, and and I, I tell them about this stuff, you know, it's it's a kind of a whirlwind. There's so many new ideas packed into all these technologies. And and then he's like, all right, well, what do you want me to do? And usually that comes down to, well, I guess download Coinbase and buy some Ethereum and go and, and, and Bitcoin. And, 
And even that concept, I don't think this is focused on enough, but the idea of buying currency is so weird to normal people. Like, like I never go out and just buy a bunch of yen and like, <laughs> like that's not an action I'm used to taking. Yeah, I'm gonna go buy some yen and I'm gonna get on Neopets or some shit. Like, no, yeah. there's no, uh, yeah, there's no, there's no barrier. Yeah, you don't want a barrier there. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and and the we we really want the, the the narrative for normal people to go from I'm gonna go buy some crypto to I'm gonna go earn some crypto, mm-hmm. and and uh, really seeing that in our user base and seeing how they are interacting with this concept. And it's like, it, it, it's shown us a lot. One, if you want to get more specific onto your actual question, um, one of the learnings we found is that originally we, we sort of set the voting mechanism to be rather open to see what people will do. Uh, pretty much all users don't want to be able to vote for their own question. Mm-hmm. So that's one learning. Um, in general, they want more formatting of their answers. They want to be able to edit. They want to be able to reply to like when, when they ask a question, uh, say they're, you know, uh, you know, check out my new project, give me some feedback. If someone says like, oh, I can't do this, and like it's, it's kind of, this, they want to be able to like reply, be like, oh, you can just click the red button or something. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so yeah, we've just seen that the users want um, some core social functionality that, that we totally think makes sense and is, is definitely coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, what are you guys' ideas on, th- on uh, certain sort of like staple social media related features uh, when it comes to like generically like liking posts um, followers, things like that. Do you guys foresee any sort of like creative ways that you could monetize or incentivize those things, or do you guys do you guys want it to be open ended, where eventually sort of the the users are shaping this product, or do you guys foresee it to like shape in more of a social environment, kind of like Twitter? So, social networks make a ton of money, mm-hmm. like a ton of money. I don't even know what Facebook's valuation is now. It's mm-hmm. like four hundred billion something, and they make that money from actions users take. Okay, whether that's scrolling through a feed and looking at an ad or liking something and getting that data and selling it to someone. And so I don't think there's a big, as long if you're taking any sort of action on a social network, that is monetary. Like that, it already is. And all we want to do is direct a lot of it back to you. And so um, our initial lens is at every turn from, from logging in to liking something or whatever the equivalent of that is to replying with a comment, is there any sort of way that we can put in there's now this ability to code incentive structures into people, a way that, that enables them to make money from giving that value to the network. Because that's what these blockchains do so well, is it's, it, you're giving value not to Mark Zuckerberg, you're giving value to a network. And then the network is giving you its definition of what value is in the form of a token. Very and, well said. Thank you. Um, so really, I think at all times from, from the, you know, for instance, the, the one we're talking about most right now is like messaging. So, you know, maybe some mechanism around if you want to, you know, some user replies with an extra insightful answer to your question, you'd love to have a dialogue with them. The ability to actually message them personally via sent, uh, you know, could could create some uh, avenues for uh, monetization. Got it. And, and so I'm going to ask um, a question, I guess, somewhat similar to that, uh, to Cameron. And, uh, and, and that question uh, is... You know, what are your thoughts on creating financial incentives behind just like normal actions on the web? And how do you think that affects like the psychology of people that are eventually going to interact with sin? Right. It's a interesting question because, you know, you have platforms like Steemit who have tested out various sort of hypotheses around how to structure that. And it's a balancing act between, you know, you don't want to come off as, you know, scammy or game of like being gamed or any of those sort of negative aspects, but you also do want to encourage it, your user base to the point that they can actually earn real money. 
Um, and so those two are a very difficult balance to sort of strike between. I definitely think that, you know, having a platform specific token around interactions in some way and having that be transacted between the users of a network is the future of uh, sort of the new generation of social networks, the ones that will sort of outpace Facebook in the long run. Because right now there's no incentive other than the emotional connections you have to the people on Facebook. Uh, and we want to position it so that social networks can really be a source of income. How exactly we structure those sort of interactions and the transacting between people, it's up for debate. But one model that I will plug that I'm really big on and Max is really big on is the Patreon model. Um, for those of you who don't know, Patreon, it's like you subscribe to creators and it provides them with a source of you know, sustainable income that they can rely on. And we really see that as sort of a really great example of how you can do what you want and have the freedom to go about and how you do it. And people will come to support you. Um, there isn't a social network like, you know, for Facebook or Twitter, they don't, they don't incorporate that model in any way in their platform because they're all ads based. And so we would definitely, we definitely draw influence from models like that going forward as we want to sort of grow the social network, incorporating things like that. Excellent. Damn, here, let's see. So I'm running out of questions here. We really dig into this. Um, I guess, I guess one last thing to ask you guys is, you know, what, uh, what can the users look forward to in the short term if they sign up to like, you know, sent today and, you know, what, what's just something the audience know, um, if, you know, before they sort of hop on. So, um, we care a lot about quality in the sense of, um, we want it to, you know, at first we want it to be, to be thought through really well. We want it to be built really well. And we want it to um, everything to work really consistently. And so, um, at all times, know that that if, if we're not going to be, uh, if there's a couple features right now, maybe you want more features. They're coming, but I, we want you to know that when we release a feature, like it's it's pretty good, or it's going to be, you know, maybe with a little bit of iteration, going to be really really good. And so, um, right now, we want to keep it simple because there's again the people who um, it's it's enough. Of a, of a complexity to have to uh, ha have a have a, a wallet and then all these other things that I think personally are by the time that DAP like things are much more common. Uh, the ideas of how, around having a wallet and have to, having to know this particular address, all of that is going to be simplified by something. I, I don't know what that will be. There's a lot of different projects in place that that are trying to do that, but I think that will be an easier process. We're we're trying to do it in the simplest way that can be done now. Um, but with that said, given that like you need to already understand some of these technologies, um, we expect a lot of features that are sort of obvious, like things like replying, like things like messaging, like things like that. Um, but then also expect us to, again, our mission is to allow anyone to earn income from anywhere. And that's a kind of a, a lofty mission, to, to say the least. And so the, um, you know, we're not eternally tied to just questions and answers. We're not eternally tied. Um, to anything beyond you providing value to the network and the network in the most effective way possible, giving you value back. Um, so I think you can expect a lot of different types of things going forward, but um, we also want to keep things, you know, mysterious and exciting. So I'll end camels. And just one thing that I want to reiterate is that, you know, the platform is live and you can go there and you can make money. We've had over $500 issued through bounties on our platform. So if you want to go and that's on, and it's on mainnet. It's I, actually, I was at a, uh, a quick aside. I was at a barbecue the other night with one of the consensus guys and, uh, they were like, Oh yeah, I saw that same thing. It was pretty cool. 
And I was like, yeah. And they're like, uh, that's pretty cool, man. When is that's going to be on Mainnet? And I was like, it's on Mainnet now. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's exciting. Um, so, you know, people are people are like in- intrigued. That, you know, obviously there's use here. And, you know, you guys like got like 300 plus, you know, like users now. And, you know, lots of money going through the platform because um, you have some very nice um, users early on. Um, so, so what, I guess, I guess, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to continue to use the platform. Um, you know, I'm going to continue to like, you know, be, a, be an advocate for it because, you know, it is an easy way for individuals to make money. And when you look at, you know, you scroll through like beta.cent.co right now, you see some of the, the prices and the bounties in like both ETH and in dollars. And, you know, when you look at some of those values, $60, $12, $300, right? You know, the, uh, depending on how you're doing, like from wealth standpoint, you know, the, that might either seem like a lot to you or a little. Um, but you also have to take into consideration, like the global access of being able to access this platform and that you have individuals from all walks of life that can contribute as long as they have the capability to provide, you know, some good insight. Um, so, you know, an individual who, you know, might get the bulk of a $300 bounty uh, in some place, you know, in some very like poor third world country and or, you know, just in another emerging market where they have a, you know, access to Internet. Maybe it's a young teenager. Maybe it's a young Solidity dev somewhere. Right. You know, it's kind of just like working and discovering these things. You know, th- those people are going to get paid uh, and they're going to be happy, and, you know, and they're going to not, not necessarily be loyal to the you know Ethereum platform or, or descent, but they're going to be grateful because they're going to learn, you know, the potential that these four products uh, uh, can provide for them and, and you know, to, and provide additional value into their lives. And, you know, we're going to slowly discover what that looks like and the best way to continue to inject that value. And uh, I think what you guys have here is going to be like really good for the Internet, um, but also good for people like all over the world. Preach. That's my new thing. It's like my thing now is I go on these profound rants quite towards the end. And uh, people really like that. Love so, it. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> keeping that going. So, so you know, thank, so thanks for thanks for coming on, guys. Uh, you know, thanks I appreciate appreciate you guys coming on the show. Max, hope you have a good time. Burning man, don't get lost in the dust. We need you for you know for product when you get back. <laughs> thank you. Um, and uh, and you know, yeah, thanks for you guys for like coming in. And uh, we'll hope to have you guys back on in the future. Um, you know, once the project has progressed more, and we can get some more information on how things have evolved. Cool. Thanks so much for having us. All right, guys. Thanks so much. This episode of Block Channel was brought to you by Status. Status is a decentralized messaging client that doubles as an Ethereum light client. Their vision is to be the WhatsApp of Ethereum by utilizing the power of Web3. Status aims to be the decentralized messaging client slash dApp store where you can chat, send money, and interface with powerful bots and applications built atop the Ethereum network. If you're a developer, they also have very robust technical documentation and they make it easy to start building apps quick. So check out their links to their site and API documentation in the show notes below. Yeah. <laughs> You're dead. You're dead.